0: hello everyone and welcome back to another bastards of Boston episode. I'm calling it an episode because we're not talking anything about the Red Sox. We're just gonna answer some goofy questions um, you know submitted to us. It's basically that time of the year, everyone. I mean, we do need to address some issues, but they're not happening. And, you know, this is the time of year where you kind of have to get a little creative uh, with the content. But we are, I think, just what, less than two weeks away from pitchers and catchers. And uh, truck day, I think, is sometime either this week or next week. So we are getting there. Our roster uh, resembles a block of Swiss cheese with all the holes we have in it, but um, that'll be getting addressed to some varying degree, uh, probably in the coming days. I'm not expecting anything uh, major at this point, but with me tonight, Charlie Smith, Micah
1: Storms. How are you, gentlemen? I'm doing well. I would love to have some exciting news to talk about, but uh, it's crickets, and you said we might have varying moves coming up. I honestly have no idea. I could see there being no moves, and the roster, the Swiss cheese roster that you speak of, um, is the Swiss cheese roster that they go into spring training with, so... Um, I guess when I watch the Sox, um, instead of you know eating my favorite candy or something, I'll just have a block of Swiss cheese with me or something like that.
0: Yeah, Garrett Cooper and Jacob Junis are the names we're hearing. So, but Charlie, how are you? You know, you can
2: hear the crickets in the background, and that's kind of my feeling on the Boston Red Sox. You know, I feel like this has been the only podcast that has stayed true to reality uh, without the assistance you know of you know false expectations appearing completely real here I mean this is to, to say like a block of Swiss cheese with all the holes in it that it might actually be a compliment you know this is gonna be a really really interesting year I just bought a 1.75 milliliter bo- or yeah liter bottle of fireball and it is still unopened. I am gonna take a shot every single time we win. And by the end of actually maybe I should take a shot every time we lose because you know halfway through the season I'll need to get another bottle.
0: You would be uh, an oh, alcoholic man. by then Charlie. Uh, yeah,
1: halfway. I, I was right. thinking through April you'll need a new bottle.
2: You're probably right. Uh we we, you know my my fiance's uh family um she They do this big Christmas drink involving fireball, and I thought, oh, I'm going to start doing that regularly when the Red Sox play because it's going to be probably unbearable by the fourth inning. But anywho, things are good, you know. Um, You know, it was just <laughs> – I was so excited that Mike was popping on. I was like, I haven't talked to him in forever. Let's just see what happens.
0: Let's just see what happens. So question number one coming out of the gates hot. Have you ever – Talk to your way out of a speeding ticket. Let's start with Micah, actually.
1: I have. So I've only been pulled over one time, um, probably when I was 22. I was driving in an area that I was familiar with, but I took a turn and I was down a road I had never been. I had been all around the area, just not down this road. And I was like, crap, how do I get back? And it was a very windy road. And I had no idea what the speed, um, speed limit was. And sure enough, I go down this hill. I'm about 16 miles per hour over the speed limit. And I get stopped. And he asked me, do you know how fast you were going? I said, yeah, I sure do. I said, I was going about 50 miles an hour. And he's like, well, do you know what the speed limit was? And I said, I have no clue. I've never been on this road. I'm just trying to find my way back to the highway. And the guy was super nice. He actually, um, I followed him and he said, just if you ever on this road again, don't go above uh 35. So uh, he was super nice. Um, I guess my my Kind words got me out of the speeding ticket, but I, I truly had no idea what the speed speed limit was on that road. Complete honesty. I would have taken the ticket because you know what? I was going over. But uh shouts to that police officer that I have no idea who his name was.
0: You've only been pulled over one time. I, I'm in
1: shock. One time, yeah. I'm I'm a strategic driver. So when I I probably shouldn't tell people this, but like when I'm going somewhere. I will pull up ways because sometimes ways um, that the people will mark where police officers sit. So, like, even if I know where I'm going, I will kind of track where, um, you know, where the officers are at least last spotted. And then, based, I mean, I really only drive in areas that I know in, in Pennsylvania. So I know where the majority of police officers sit. So I'm not going to, you know, go crazy. Wow. But if you keep up with traffic, um, there really isn't a problem. Just don't lead the traffic. That's always been my philosophy.
2: Yeah. M- Micah, if we all go 80, they can't catch us all, right?
1: Uh, but yeah. I, mean, I yeah. feel like
2: that's you know, the, the mindset here. Yeah. So,
1: as, uh, <laughs> as long as you're not I, leading the pack driving 80, you should be good. I, I mean, honest, honest to God, I, I, the, I was expecting you to say something along
2: the lines of, you know, the, the trick is I just, I don't drive every day. I just drive like once a week. And that's how I only get pulled over once. I've been t- pulled over twice within 24 hours. Twice within 24 hours, I got pulled over. Uh, Terry, do you wanna go first or do you want me to go? No, you go. Oh, it's gonna be fun. I'm glad you guys are both sitting. I got two great stories for you. So the first one is, uh, it's actually the same car that I got pulled over uh, and I got out of both tickets. So I got pulled over in Nebraska and I got a, 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 a warning and uh, I was going 70 in a 55. I was actually going 72 and a 55 because I had cruise control for 17 over. And I got pulled over. The cop was probably like 24, 23, asked me, you know, like, where are you headed? I'm going to California. In this, I go, clearly, because I'm in it and I'm here. So, yes. And um, he goes, you know how fast you're going? Yeah, I was going 72. Do you know what the speed limit is? I have no idea. I'm assuming it's 70 because there's nothing here. And he laughed and uh, he said, actually, you're wrong. And I said, there is something here. And he goes, no, the speed limit is 55. And I said, oh, crap. I was going 72 and he goes, you were going 72. I said, yeah, I'm I'm just, I've been going 72 for the last eight hours, stopping to get gas. Ended up getting a warning, sent me on my way. I'm now in, I've left Nebraska. I'm going through Colorado. Colorado has a pretty well-known, I think it's called the Hoover Tunnel. And it's, it's great. You know, Colorado for the most part is really, really pretty. The Rockies are great. Some of the people there, not so much. But this cop that pulled me over, state trooper, pulls me over. Uh, I was going into the tunnel going 52, about 12 over the limit. And then when you come out of the tunnel, the speed limit is no longer 40. It's 25. So it's an automatic speed trap, and that's how they get out-of-staters because they don't know about the speed trap. So I'm going 52 now in a 25. And I saw the cop, immediately got me, clocked me. I pull over immediately. No fight, no argument. I have, you know, the flashers on, and I hear, keep going. So I keep driving, and then I pull over at the stop. He goes, off the highway. So I pull off the highway, <laughs> and, and I put, put my hand up, and I said, like, you know, Mark, keep going, or should I stay? Like, stop or keep going? And he said, hold. So I held, I turned the car off, I put the flashers on, I turned the lights on in the car, and I had my hands on the wheel. And he goes, you have any idea why I pulled you over? And I said, I do not. And he goes, you were speeding. And I said, I was, the speed limit was 40. And he goes, the speed limit is 25. I said, I promise you the speed limit was 40 because I've been, I got pulled over in Nebraska. And he goes, when? I go, literally about 8 p.m. at night. And he goes, have you been driving this whole time? I go, I have been. And he goes, where are you going? I said, California. And he said, in this? And I said, yes, in this. That's the second time I've been asked that. Why? And he goes, you're coming from Rhode Island in this? And I go, yeah, I drive my cars across the country because I don't want to ship it. And it's like my way of doing business in Massachusetts. He goes, interesting. Are you a car guy? And I go, yes, I am. Are you? And we proceeded to talk for the next 30 minutes about not only my car, but his project car. And then because I told him I got a warning, he said, I'm going to let you off but I do need to get your license, your registration, and proof of insurance. And I go, absolutely, here you go. Car's brand new, I just got it three days ago. Here's my license. Uh, I can't find my insurance, but I definitely have it. You're welcome to run the plates, you have my license. And he goes, well, I'm not gonna worry about it because you can't get a car like this without insurance. I'm gonna let you go, you have a great day. And I go, awesome, shook his hand and off I went, done. So that's the first one. The second one I got was in the same exact car, um which is coincidentally the same car that i totaled by accident obviously no one does that on purpose i was driving in california on hollywood boulevard meeting my uh ex-girlfriend for breakfast at the time this is uh, 10 years ago and i got pulled over by a motorcycle cop and he clocked me going 52 53 in a 30 so i was going 20 over the speed limit because i was late to breakfast and I thought, oh, wow, this is crazy, whatever. Um, why did I get pulled over? And he said, you were speeding. I go, interesting. I was actually going with the flow of traffic. Are you sure that I was speeding? And he said, yes, you were going 50 miles an hour. And he proceeds to show me his gun. And I go, that's great. Now that is my car. Yeah, you can prove it. What do you mean? I go, has it been calibrated? Excuse me? I go, has that gun been calibrated that you used to potentially get my car? Yes or no? And he said, yeah, it was calibrated. When was it calibrated? Yesterday. Can you show proof of that? Excuse me? Can you show proof that the gun was calibrated yesterday? And we continued on going back and forth. He proceeded to give me a $175 ticket, which is not even the most expensive speeding ticket I've ever had. The most expensive speeding ticket I ever had, which I showed Terrence, was $495 going 103 and a 50 So I got speeding, excessive speeding, reckless driving, and uh, – failure to acknowledge like a police officer or something like that. So I ended up getting hosed on that one. Um, and that was on Christmas Eve in 2020. So screw that cop. Uh, anywho, um, this guy ends up writing me the ticket for $175 and I'm like, Oh, this is great. Awesome. He goes, I need you to sign here. And I said, great. Where's my coffee. And he goes, for what? I said, well, I plan on fighting this. And he goes, for what you were speeding. I said, how many people actually fight and win these about 5%. I said, thank you. He said, for what? I said, I'll see your ass in court. Thank you. Ended up writing a two-page document because in the state of California, you can write a declaration of innocence. And I ended up writing the the written declaration stating my innocence. And I used geometry and physics to disprove that I was going so fast based on where I was clocked and where I got pulled over and ended up getting out of the ticket. I ended up getting the letter that I wrote, the two-page document with great work in red and the ticket was expunged. I got my money back. The weird thing in California though is when you have a speeding ticket, you have to pay it. So you're already kind of admitting guilt and it's up to you to prove your innocence. So one written, one verbal. I've been pulled over 50 times in my life. I've been pulled over once. Actually, since that speeding ticket, zero times. Cause that was a bad one.
0: So no one has beat that. No one has ever beat that. I can't beat the, the 103. I can come somewhat close. But. It's bad. <laughs> but I, I've probably been pulled over in the 22 years I've been driving. I'd say probably 25 to 30 times. Only three times, though, did I get a ticket. And two of them were, uh, well, actually, I guess they were spaced out. But I, I did kind of get out of one. This was like, this was in 2006. I was, it was the first week of school. They were doing speed traps in a school zone just to try to, you know, get people to go slow now that it's back in session. And they were doing a, a 15 mile an hour grace rule. In Maine, the, the the school zones are 15 miles an hour, painfully slow, <laughs> painfully slow, And I was doing 32, so I I exceeded the 15 mile an hour grace rule. They gave me a ticket. My court date was set for, when was it set? It was set for December 21st, which is terrible because, you know, you're doing Christmas shopping and all that. So I contested it, but I went to court only to just simply get the fine date pushed back. Just give me more time to pay it beyond Christmas, basically. And while I was there trying to do that, I ran into a guy that I was a corrections officer with, and he had since left the jail, became a Portland police officer. And he comes up to me, he goes, he goes, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, just a speeding ticket. I was just going to try to get the fine push back." He goes, well, which officer wrote it? And I was like, that bald guy over there. And so basically, I uh, he talked to him. I got out of it, <laughs> got out of it altogether. Um, but yeah, I actually did get pulled over just a couple of weeks ago doing Uber with my two riders, uh, in the car <laughs> and it's technically my fault, but the Uber app said that, that the, it usually tells you the speed limit and it said that the speed limit was 35 and it was actually 25 despite what the app said. So I was doing 38 and a 25 and, uh, the deputy that pulled me over just let me go. <laughs> So, you know, it is what it is, but my, my worst ticket ever though, it was in Massachusetts and I was headed to a Christmas, uh, excuse me, a cribbage tournament and I was the driver and it was my friend's car and I'm basically the designated sleeper. They stay up all night playing poker. I go to bed. So somebody's safe to drive and He's got an Altima. My my regular vehicle is a Jeep Wrangler, much different. You don't want to go much more than 70 in that thing. Um and so in the Altima, it was like 6:30 a.m. uh in Massachusetts on 495 and I was I was all by myself out there basically. It was so early in the morning and I had just closed in on a vehicle at a high rate of speed and I had to get on the brakes hard. I was riding the middle lane and I looked over at my friend. I'm like, wow, I was just going way too fast. Then I looked up in the mirror and there was a state trooper on me. So I pulled over. Without looking, I would have guessed I was doing probably 80, 82 in the 65. like So not like bad, I didn't think it was bad. He comes up to the window and starts yelling at me. It's the only time I've ever been screamed at during a traffic stop. And he goes, he goes, it took me a mile to catch up to you. And blah, blah, blah. He goes, how fast do you think you were going? And I was like, oh, probably, I don't know, 82, 83. He goes, you're doing 92 miles an hour. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And while I was getting pulled over, before both of us had come to a stop, My friend in the passenger seat and my friend right behind me, they were like quickly trying to get their seatbelts on and the cop saw that. So he peeps his head in the window and he goes, and did everybody get their seatbelts on? (laughs) And I was like, oh no, because I'm going to get the tickets for those. The driver's responsible in Massachusetts for making sure that the passengers are seatbelted. So he goes back to his vehicle and he's in there forever. And I'm like, oh man, I'm getting hosed. Well, I didn't know this in Massachusetts. The police officer sets your fine based on a minimum or a maximum. So he comes up to the the door. He's got my ticket. And he explained that he was going to give me uh, the state minimum for the fine, which was only $105. And then he gave me warnings for the two seatbelts. <laughs> so it could have been way worse. I could have been like, five six seven hundred dollars like in the hole there um but yeah that was the last ticket i got that was probably 2016 or so yeah so i i paid uh
2: 500 and then court fees so i paid another 25 there was no there was no getting out of that one you you, you don't you don't get out of excessive speeding because that's more than double the the speed limit i remember my uh my boss came up to me goes charlie just i want to know like what kind of food you like and what kind of candy why? Because we're going to send you like a package when you're in jail. And I go, <laughs> well, dude, the fact that I had speeding, excessive speeding, reckless driving, and then failure to stop, whatever, the fact that it they didn't cut my license and arrest me already was a huge break. The fact that I got that and not the ticket, I was totally, like, I was okay with it. It sucks. Like, $500 for a speeding ticket blows. I, truth be told, like, my car, it was a turboed car, so I didn't think about it. I looked down, I was like fudge man was i really going that fast i guess it's possible i wasn't looking at it i was listening to like amped up music i I wasn't paying attention but i was like christmas eve dude really at seven o'clock in the morning you're gonna try to bang me for that for 102 no but nobody was nobody was on the road that's why i was just like no harm no foul i wasn't doing anything but you know teach me a lesson i've never sped since
1: i don't think you get a i don't think you get the right to say like Are you really gonna pull me over when you're going 102? It's not, uh, isn't it? Isn't it in Utah where like there's like no speeding uh, speed limit on some of the roads? They do. They have a speed limit. Yeah, their speed limit is 75 or 70. I thought there were some roads where there were not speed limits. That's
2: called the autobahn, and that's not in the United States. I I swear, Utah
1: has has roads that have no speed limits. I swear. So so I, I can tell you from experience, I've done the cross country thing
2: nine times. I think I just I just did it uh, a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I spoke to Terry multiple times on the road. Um, every state south of Utah, Colorado. So if you go across, looking at either the forty or the forty-four, one of those, uh, there are speed limits on all major highways. If they're not major highways or access roads, there might not be. But what the hell are you doing on those if you can use the highway? It makes no sense um i'll tell you at one o'clock in the morning when i was driving on the highway and i saw access roads and not being able to see them like cars driving the wrong direction i'm like oh my god there's going to be an accident what are these morons doing what is happening right now but I'm, i i'll say this much highways have 100 posted speed uh speed limit signs
0: My only advice for people, I mean, I have a really good record of getting out of tickets like or not or just getting warnings rather. Just be calm. And when the police officer comes up, just admit what you were doing. And, you know, most of the time they'll, uh, you know, be lenient with you. Well, all right, here's an easy one. We won't spend hardly any time on this one. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no,
1: Micah? It's a hard no for me. Um, I don't understand where it started, but why it started. But I just do not like it. Um, I like pineapple a lot, actually, but uh, not on a pizza. No, there's so many other toppings you can choose. Pineapple should not be one.
2: Charlie, I've had pineapple on my pizza. Sure, no problem. I don't mind it. I call yeah, I call it Hawaiian. The the pineapple and pepperoni. I would do that absolutely. I, I do it. Judge me. I don't care. There are other you know, other flavors and things like that, sure. But if you're digging pineapple and pep, go for it. Do it. I'm down. T?
0: My favorite two toppings are bacon and pineapple. I don't know. And for the
2: record, you are an American, right? So it's okay.
0: I guess. I,
2: I consider you an American guy, so I'm going to say it's okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was born in the United States. Third generation American. Uh, all right. That was a fast one, wasn't it? That was great. Next question. Favorite all time TV series, Micah.
1: Oh, wow. You threw me, um, threw me a hard one there. Um, I really uh, I like comedies, So Seinfeld to me is just it's a go to for me. Um, it's timeless. I can watch those episodes now and I feel like they apply a lot of the topics. Um, Jerry and and Kramer and George, the the dynamic they have there with Elaine. So funny. Um, I, I just love flipping random episodes on at any time and I'll get a good laugh even though I've seen it for 50 times so I'm gonna go Seinfeld as my number one. For me it's
2: House. I absolutely love the character of Gregory House. I in fact feel like I've taken a little bit of that like mindset and use that in everyday life because now nobody like my past jobs, no one, I wouldn't ever waste my time in an argument. I wouldn't start one, but I would sure as hell finish one. And I I live by the mentality that I'm never going to insult you or go out of my way to insult you. But if I make you feel bad, it's your fault for feeling that way. And truth be told, like, I just don't care anymore and that it is what it is. So House was great. I thought his character was amazing. And truth be told, if we all had a little bit of House in us, the world would be a better place. Terry.
0: I guess I'm kind of the dorky guy on the crew in a way. Um, I like documentary-based stuff, like reality-type stuff. And not like... Some reality stuff is fake, so... My, my favorite show in the last several years is called The First 48. And if you remember back to last winter, I actually had a detective from that show on here. And um, he's actually a lieutenant with the Tulsa Police Department. And he's not super active, but you see him in the background a lot. And he had a Red Sox lanyard around his neck. And I'm like, I gotta find out who this guy is and try to get him on. And I did some research and I get his name and I was looking for some social media and I couldn't find it. And so finally, I just emailed the homicide division (laughs) and uh, it's Lieutenant Brandon uh, Watkins. And as I emailed, I'm like, I'm really sorry to even be emailing you guys. What you do is way more important than what I'm trying to do here. But if there's any way Lieutenant Watkins can can you know email me back, uh, we'd love to have him on our podcast. Um, and so he, within 30 minutes, he replied. And what that show is is they camera crews follow detective divisions in in various police departments. Tulsa, Oklahoma, is a common one. Mobile, Alabama, uh, their homicide division. And you actually see the interrogations and you know the major developments of the crime as as they go and and I just really enjoy it and I like the psychology between the detectives and the suspects and the the mental chess match they have as they're trying to get the confession. I don't know why that fascinates me, but um, but it does. And uh, it's on A and E and. Twice a week there's like marathons of it. So I'll uh I'll you know, I'll binge on it every now and then. Micah.
1: My fiance loves that show and she doesn't watch a ton of TV, but when she does, it's usually shows like that. And it's like for me, that's not my cup of tea. When I watch TV for fun, like I don't want to watch things that are kind of depressing and hard to watch and everything. And I'm just like we our our TV interests clash majorly and that is one of them that i end up watching and it, i will say like it's interesting but at the same time i just don't want to see people commit violent crimes just that's not for me so i just realized something all five
2: hosts are either married or in serious committed relationships now for the first time i just realized that now because mike i didn't know you were married or if if, if honest, i didn't know this
1: yeah so i'm getting married in june
2: Congratulations, I did not know this. Where Thank wait, you. is is your fiance also a teacher too?
1: She is a school social worker, so she's in a school, but uh Okay. Well then that actually resources.
2: Right, right. That's a that's a different ball game altogether. That's a yeah, different for monster. Sure.
0: My, cool? my, one of the things about that show is they like do the opening, you know, of whatever the case is. They're like shots rang out and EMTs arrived and they transport him to the hospital, but he dies. And it's always like that. It's always, but he dies. And I'll I'll say that out loud as my girlfriend, watching. (laughs) It's predictable. It wouldn't be the show. Of course they're going to die. But yeah. I will say the one show, I think I've said this before, it's similar. Um, In the late 80s, early 90s, Unsolved Mysteries. Um, with Robert Stack narrating it. He's got the creepiest voice of all time. That dude ruined my childhood. Um, Such a
1: good show, T. Oh my
2: god. They redid it. There's a new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Yeah. There's the, three
0: seasons. There's one with Dennis Farina, but I think he died uh, during it, unfortunately. Um, So I, I don't know if there's a third host now, but it's just not the same, but But that's when I I realized there were really bad guys, you know, in the world. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's keep going. Um, What is your favorite sport other than baseball, Micah?
1: I love college basketball. That is definitely number one. Um, I love the college environment of the home courts. Although I hate court storming, that's like a big topic in uh, on ESPN. But I, I absolutely hate when the student bodies storm the court. But I love just the the grittiness of the game because it's not near. They're not nearly as skilled or talented as the NBA, but they just play an incredible. Uh, the, the effort is amazing. Now I do think the game has kind of taking a step back with all the transfers and everything because um, now players can leave and they don't have to worry about sitting out with NIL and everything. So I don't feel like I know the players as well because uh, the rosters just, they change rapidly um, every year. So I don't like that, but I love college hoops, love March madness. And I feel like it pairs really nice with baseball because baseball starts in end of March and goes to October And then college basketball starts up in November, goes to, you know, right in the beginning of April. So I feel like it's like a perfect, um, full cycle with baseball there.
0: Charlie.
2: So mine's kind of loaded. It's a two parter. So every four years we get the world cup in soccer or football, depending on what country you're from. And that's my favorite month of the four year window. Um, don't bother me. Don't talk to me because I probably won't respond. It'll probably be like a one or response. So every June, July, that like 30 day window every four years, except for 2020 because we had to have it in December because of uh, Qatar, Qatari weather. Um, I find that time of year to be awesome, but overall I think formula one for me would be my second favorite sport. I watched that in the nineties. I'm half Brazilian. So being half Brazilian, we had, arguably one of the best Formula One race car drivers in Ayrton Senna uh, growing up. And he passed away the same year that Brazil won the World Cup in 1994. Um, and I been, I had been watching it pretty steadily throughout the 90s, but I got sick and tired of seeing Michael Schumacher win like everything all the time. It kind of got a little boring. It's kind of like now there's a, a new guy for Red Bull that wins everything. But, I mean, you still have to put the pedal to the metal and, and, and do all that. But for me, form, Formula One. You know
0: that's it. This won't be a shock to our longtime listeners. Big NASCAR guy, you know it was my first sport, and um, I kind of hate the the way the playoff format is. I do miss the the good old days, but but I still enjoy it. Baseball's obviously taken over, and uh, it's my number one. My my first ever. Sports idol was Davy Allison. He died uh, tragically in a helicopter accident uh, at uh, 32 years old. So that happened about a year and a half after he won the Daytona 500. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's that's the other sport that that's going to be starting here in a couple weeks. So that'll distract me a little bit during spring training. We'll do a couple more before we wrap. Favorite type of music, Micah?
1: That one's tough. I I really am all over the place because I could go hip hop with Eminem and Jay Z. I could listen to Bob Marley, Michael Jackson, Frank Sinatra. Like I really am all over the place. It is really de- depends on my mood, um, but I am kind of a hip hop fan. My my dad was an old school hip hop fan. And then my brother liked a lot of the newer stuff. And I hung out with my brother. He's five years older. So um, when I was always around him, he was listening to hip hop. And um, I've kind of fallen into that. But I don't really like a lot of the new hip hop. It's kind of lost me. So I'm kind of like stuck in like the mid 2000s hip hop where, you know, Jay Z was still really big. And uh, Kanye was not crazy. Kanye. Um, and you had early Drake, um, but I don't like New Drake. So uh, I like hip hop, but uh, my fiance likes country music, so I've listened to more country than I ever did before and I, I can I can listen to it. It's not my favorite, but uh, I really am all over the place. It really depends on the mood I'm in. Um, but uh, I would say number one hip hop for sure.
0: Charlie.
2: Uh, favorite band of all time is Blink One Eighty Two, but to buck that trend, um, I love electronic, dance, techno, that kind of music, which is so different than most. But I do like a lot of music. There are some country singers that a lot of people haven't heard, but then they'll hear like one or two songs, and they're like, "Oh wow, that's actually that's a pretty sick song." Or you think about it like, "Oh, this might be a song I want to play at my wedding," or "This is something I could get down with if it's on the radio." Like all good. But for me, like I love techno, like rave music. It's it's people look at me and they're like, Really? But I mean, for me, like I was always that kid, you know, twenty years old, twenty-one, and I didn't do any of the crazy stuff. I didn't get wasted before going to a club. I'd actually be like one of the sober ones and I'd have so much fun because I'd come home, be totally good the next day, and everyone else was, you know, cracked out of their mind or still really messed up, drunk from the night before, and I was you know, like, cool, let's do it again tonight. And, uh, yeah, that, that was just, that was my thing. So techno music, if, if you're looking for some interesting tunes, I can give you some jams.
1: That, that explains a lot as to why you were driving 103 miles per hour. The beat was probably building up on like sandstorm or something. And you were just hitting the pedal. I'll, I'll, the- I'll text
2: you. I'll text you the song actually, if you want to hear it, because if you're, I, I don't recommend listening to it while not you're driving. While I'm because, driving no, yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't, don't, yeah, yeah, don't, don't do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. So you'll have it.
0: So my dad happened to be a drummer in a seventies, eighties rock cover band. And so they did a lot of Bob Seger, Leonard Skinner, Fleetwood Mac, John Mellencamp, and so many other bands that they covered. So that was kind of why my childhood was so fun. If they didn't have a gig, we lived way out in the woods so they could jam in our basement and, you know, and then other people would just show up to watch. It would be a big party type atmosphere. They would bring their kids. So it was always fun for us. I, I kind of grew up in a semi hippie family, but my brothers and I grew up on that and we all branched out in opposite directions. So. One of them, you know, was into punk rock, alternative, kind of along the Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two, type avenue. That's my middle brother. My youngest brother likes gangster rap, and uh, I do not really like rap. The one album, though, that I did kind of like was, uh, I think it's about twenty years old now, Nelly's Country Grammar album. I just really enjoyed, but. Other than that, uh, I I went country. That's what I love. And some of the new newer, you know, people, Eric Church, Luke Combs, Florida Georgia Line. There's there's still some semi traditional country singers, but there's there's a rock component to a lot of them as well. Uh, uh, Eric Church, Jason Aldean, uh, all of them, and uh, so. That's that's kind of what what I like to listen to at this point. And the final question, now that the AFC NFC championships have wrapped, who's going to win the Super Bowl or who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl?
1: Micah Uh, Who's going to win? I'm going to go with the Chiefs because I think Patrick Mahomes is like the ultimate competitor. Um, They've been doubting him all playoffs, and he's only continues to win. I believe they said it was his fifth AFC title game in six years. So, I mean, that guy just – all he knows is winning. And I think uh, the coach, Andy Reid – He's got the the more experience. He's won two titles, so give me the Chiefs. And uh, I know fans hate Mahomes, um, but from someone who played sports all my life, the the competitiveness of him and Kelsey, um, I have to admire it.
2: Yeah, it's it's Chiefs for me too. This is the fourth trip for them in five years. They're two and one in that span. The the one Super Bowl they lost was to Tom Brady. Uh, And that was back in 2021. That was the second in a row. They didn't play a couple of years ago. That was when the Rams won. And then they smoked the Eagles. So um, I just can't go against it. You took away Tyreek Hill and you're going back to the show. I mean, if that doesn't tell you just how elite of a quarterback he is, I don't know what will. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, watch the amazing circus catch that Travis Kelsey made. When Patrick Mahomes was running around like his hair was on fire about to get jumped by six dudes and managed to make this like ridiculous toss and somehow Travis Kelsey came up with it and it it was what it was. I just think, you know, Baltimore had no business against Kansas City. I didn't think they stood a chance. And if you can shut down Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers don't have a chance.
0: Well, it's going to be a clean sweep then. Pat Mahomes is actually my, my favorite player in the NFL. I just, like Micah says, I really enjoy watching him and it's fun to watch him move around the pocket and then escape it. And it's it's almost like you think he's going to get sacked and then it ends up being a play with positive yardage. And it's he's just amazing. And Uh, Travis Kelsey, I mean, he didn't have, he didn't seem to have a great season, but really turned it on uh, when the playoffs got here. And so, yeah, so I I am rooting for the chiefs. I I will say I I'm so over the whole Taylor Swift thing. (laughs) I just, I'm, you know, it's been kind of a circus thing with her. And I just, I can't wait till that goes away and I'm not, yeah, I won't even get into that. I was going to talk about some of Kelsey's endorsements, but did you
1: see though? I I saw um, barstool and I'll take it for whatever you want, but they, they tweeted out an article that they somehow the NFL believes that they made like an extra 300 and like $33 million based on the fact that Taylor Swift, has been involved with NFL games. Like there's no doubt that the following is real. And I mean, she's brought way more eyes to the NFL than there would have been. But um, I saw a funny t-shirt. It's the uh, Kansas city Swifties chiefs. So, um. <laughs> well, let's just
0: set them all up with pop stars. Then let's get, let's get someone hooked up with JLo and well, she's married to Aflac, so that wouldn't happen. But um, but yeah, again yeah (laughs) yeah no they'll they'll get divorced again you know it's just a matter of whether you're gonna bet the over or under so Uh,
2: how do you think who's the best man at that second wedding and how do you think he started that conversation do you think ben affleck had the same best man twice do you think it was one of those like hey it's uh great to see all you again, some familiar faces and to all you new folks that made the cut congratulations like do you think it was funny
0: I, I don't know.
2: I love Ben Affleck.
0: I mean maybe he'll use Matt Damon or something.
2: So epic. See I, uh, all those
0: guys. I think every wedding should have the worst man too. That's the speech I want to hear at the at the uh reception or whatever. But yeah. I I hate weddings. Please. Don't invite me to any weddings. It's just like I'm in prison for the weekend.
1: And I love weddings, Terry. I love weddings. Oh, no.
0: It's just too
2: formal. Two of us are getting married this year, you bomo. What are you talking about, dude?
0: <laughs> I can't wait till you get married, Terry. Can't wait. How long have you been with your fiance, Micah? Uh, we are going on five years. Okay. So I've been with my girlfriend for eight years and we're still not engaged. So I have one of the longest relationships. In fact, I don't think Jason's been with. He just got married uh, a couple months ago, I think. And yeah, uh, yeah, he got married over the.
2: Uh, wasn't it like, I think it's three months ago.
0: Like October, sometime. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think it was like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how long Cody's been with his wife, it's probably been a while. I might have the Tell longest me. relationship here and I'm not even married or engaged. <laughs> you know, so kinda kinda goofy. I never I don't I don't play by rules in life though. I always do it my way. It's just it's just how I am. There you go. Yeah. You zig when everyone's zags I, I ag- like that. I'm in against everyone their... goes left, you're like, I wanna go right. Yeah, yeah. I don't cooperate with the social, you know, Everyone drives
1: the speed limit, and I don't. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, we all think we all think the Red Sox are going to be bad this year, Terry. What do you think? Can't be the
0: same.
1: Uh, I can't, can't I, be the same. Uh, I think come on. Gonna, where's your zag? I think they're going to be.
0: I think they're going to be extremely bad. Oh, okay. Well, that's an interesting. <laughs> that's that's my that's my <laughs> zag. That's so sad. Uh, yeah, and uh, especially they're starting on the West Coast. At least two of them are trash <laughs> teams, but. The Angels always start out good. And so, yeah, I, I know, you know, who knows that team, you know, who knows that more than anyone else, this guy, do you know who's picked the
2: angels to win their division three years in a row? This idiot. I won't be doing it this year, more? guys. I won't, No, no, no one's idiot four times in a row. We three times to, is enough of an idiot.
0: We try to talk him out of it. You know, you haven't done it with us yet, Micah, but like, a few days before opening day, we give our season-wide predictions and stuff. That's probably the longest show of the year, but um, that's
2: actually that's our favorite. I think a couple of the hosts that's our
0: favorite show. I enjoy that one. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: that's a fun one. The, the one that the, my other favorite show is the recap because that's when we see how bad we were or how on, on point we were. Like everyone, I got I got destroyed for picking the win total that I did this year. And I was like, you idiot, seventy-eight. What kind of fake fan are you? And I was like, we haven't played a game yet. I'm already accounting for injuries. I'm accounting for the fact that this team is not going to do great. And we're probably going to lose pieces at some point during the season. Guess how many wins we had? 78. I don't know. I, I, 78. I about 2023.
1: It's out of my memory. I have no idea. Oh,
2: I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me that I was right and they were wrong. It hasn't happened yet, but I'll be waiting for that moment. I'll be calling them out soon. Don't worry.
0: I had 74 wins, so they uh... – Played above their heads a little bit based on my pick, but
2: yeah, they stuck the metaphorical metal, middle finger to you, Terry. We're like, we have to get at least 75.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I, I remember was, when they got yeah. 74.
1: I would put the over under right now at 75 and a half. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, wow, that's where I'm at. Fangraft just got interesting.
0: Fangraph said 82 wins. I don't, absolutely see that. not. <laughs> What kind of beer are they drinking? Let me just Google it real quick. Red Sox I don't. In the AL East, I don't see it. Let's see. Red Sox projected wins. Oh, no. That's just a... Never mind. That's a conversation for another show. So we will be back maybe this week. I don't know if Breslow gets his wish and we get Jacob Junis or some type of trash signing. We might come back to cover it, but... Until then, everyone have a great start to your work week. Take care.